welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the... You know what? We're, we're, we're the podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League <laughs> by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're going to play it off like nothing even happened. We're talking about minute number 64, and this minute is going to start out with Queen Hippolyta, or I'm sorry, I don't even know what her status is at this moment, so we're, look, we're talking about, the minute's going to begin with Hippolyta uh, <laughs> leading the charge into the, uh, the battle of, uh, of Earth versus the Apocalyptan forces, and the minute's going to end uh, with King Atlan apparently uh, char- charging up his, his laser and shooting off... Uh, of some really cool trident uh magic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's now now you have me stumped and i i hate doing this i don't know if i hate doing it i i kind of enjoy doing it but you said something and now we've got to go on a tangent because you've you decided to mention something that yes. we weren't planning to talk about but you just said i don't know if queen apalta is queen of the amazons yet um and now i'm thinking did we ever ask that question ever before of was she always queen of the Amazons before they led the revolt against man in the, in the history lesson from wonder woman or, you know, uh, was she the first Amazon was, was Zeus like, you know, I'm going to create Amazons and the first one will be one named Hippolyta. And is she like the first one or were they, well, did- this battle, I don't know. So that's, there's two different things you're asking. I can answer one of them. <laughs> this battle is before, yes, uh, they their enslavement. Yes. So my knowledge of Hippolyta is rusty in the Wonder Woman lore. So I don't know where the royal status comes from. If that comes from after the uh, the um, liberation of the Amazons uh, and and you know the the revolt, you know, yeah. The revolt, all the that betrayal stuff. betrayal and uh, enslavement. Does yeah. it come from that, or was she or always it, yeah. ordained as queen of the Amazons? And I think it's yeah. the the latter. I think she's always been the queen. But then now I'm thinking, was she always the queen because of her origin and something that we don't we've never really talked about? So sorry to to start off on that tangent. But now now you got me thinking. It's a good thing, and and if anybody uh, wants to answer and and shoot us some, um, you know, let us know. Hey, let's talk about it. Let's uh, let's let's do more speculation because that's yeah, that's really the best thing that comes out of all this stuff is. And now I'm just thinking of thinking about things. Comic books, like have comic books, have they gone into that as well? Because there's nothing in Wonder Woman that I've ever read that has talked about Queen Hippolyta becoming queen of the amazons like not i don't know if they even talk about do they talk about that in grant morrison's earth one wonder woman like i know there's he lays a foundation for his his idea of wonder woman but does he i don't even know if he explains the origins of queen hippolyta becoming queen i'd have to look that up but Um, no i can't i honestly can't remember yeah uh, but this is, I mean... That's a big question. 
It's a big question. And you know what, Mark? It's a small walk to the bookshelf. <laughs> am I right? It's right there. It's, it's Am I right or am I right? You're you're not wrong. Um yeah, so this is this is the, the, the battle starting in this minute. It it has started in this minute. And there's there's a lot of action in this minute. A lot of things happen that were big wow <laughs> moments when we first saw this movie. Um but some, this whole minute is a big wow moment. Yeah, it really is. This is like, yeah. Um, this is mm, this I, minute has one of the say, biggest wow Jesus. moments I had the first time watching this movie. Collectively, everybody as fans, this is one of the biggest wow moments. Everybody, everybody will always have forever to the end of time. Big, big, big Yoshi. Yeah, if you will. B E E. G. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and what's really like just on a macro level, like just looking at the bigger picture of this minute, um, something that's impressive about the action here is that it's not, it's not done in the way that critics, and I'm not talking about like movie critics. I'm just thinking of someone who's critiquing um, Zack Snyder's work. It's like. Oftentimes people think he's um, overtly violent in his action sequences and you don't get that in this. You know, obviously it's a, it's a big Zack Snyder action scene um, and I've always found his, his action scenes to be uh, rather tasteful, especially like looking at all these heroes um, fighting off these other um, apocalyptic forces like the priests and parademons and even Darkseid. Um, and it's not overtly violent. It's not. It's not brutal. Yeah. Is like the or or uh, um, savage. Yeah. Because um, this is would, a rated yeah. R movie, and it's not. Whoa! This is. I gotta tell my mom. <laughs> you know, it, but it's not. Yes, it's a rated R movie, but he's not going about it like Watchmen. Like he's not going about it going like or gore. Yeah. Like. like and that's the other thing with um or like let's have like all these people just like that like that you don't see like heads getting sliced off like left and right with like just you know yeah and like yeah steppenwolf (laughs) like kills an amazon the same way early in the movie but it's not like he's always doing that it's not like he's like cleaving them down the spine or anything like he doesn't do anything like that where you go okay well that's uncalled for very unapologetically like over the top gore He's not doing that. He knows, you know, what he wants to see, and he's never really wanted to depict superheroes as incredibly violent. He just wants to be able to make these stories, and if it just so happens to have the R rating, it just so happens because the Motion Picture Association just says, hey, you've you've checked the boxes for a rated R movie, so congratulations, you have an R rating. And he goes, well, I wasn't going for that. Um and even like when you watch 300 or Sucker Punch and you see those action scenes, they're, they, they stand the test of time because they too are tasteful in their own way. Um, even, 300 is tasteful. That is, it's tasteful. That's a good word. Because that sequel is not, it's not tasteful. <laughs> Some of it sequel is... sequel isn't anything. That sequel is literally just like studio's answer to just property. Uh, 300 sequel, Rise of an Empire, feels like someone wanted to make a sequel to 300 and had this idea. It's the same thing when people, when before the Snyder cut came out and you had all these people making their own 
version of what the Snyder Cut was supposed to be. And even now, when you see people making billboards for Restore the Snyderverse and everything, and they start Photoshopping like their idea of what the Snyderverse looks like, and it's always got like this laser beam Superman in all black, like uh, they, like they they're so bent on that part because they like they really enjoy this this uh, just over the top violent dark gritty dc universe which it's not it's not that it really isn't um but people were also making like their own fan-made version of the snyder cut like taking the theatrical cut color coding it their own way and adding in this that and the other and it, it just became like okay your idea of what a Zack snyder movie is not the same as what Zack snyder would make his own movie it's not dark and gritty, violent all the time. Um, it's just a little bit more fantastical, but yet still grounded in the sense of realism, at least for um, his values and his ideas. And so when you and get very to, mythologically based, yeah, like it's just mythos. It's it's storytelling. Yeah, and I think he probably got a lot of flack for it because his first big superhero movie was an Alan Moore comic and Alan Moore is probably, you know, you know, you're adapting that kind of storyteller. Yeah. So Watchmen is like to, to take Watchmen and be like, oh, okay, well that's the definition of how Zack Snyder sees superheroes. It's not really, I mean, yes, he does have a huge love for it and um, Frank Miller comics as well. And you have that whole dark age of comic books, but that's not the direction that he's taking this movie in. And, and when you see shots of uh, in this minute where you see Zeus like lighting up all those parademons and creating that big explosion, it's just like sending them by force. Like it, it blows them away. But no one's getting like exploded like Dr. Manhattan style. Like no one's popping into bursts of blood or, you know, stuff like that. Um, so it is, it is a really nice cool action scene it's not it's not a gore fest which is really nice to see um very gladiatorial mm-hmm. yeah a lot of cool stuff a lot of great imagery uh as in like nice shots nice setups for especially hero moments like showing like different characters like their own epic moment within the battle is really really nicely done um some of the big ones like actual actors that are are featured in this minute are robin wright's antiope she gets a a big moment in this minute and also eleanor matsura who played uh epionese epionese the one that died inside um the the cage i totally forgot what the name of that thing was called um but uh yeah that uh epionese is featured in this one as well she has a big slow motion shot um and um, even King Atlan has a has a big moment here, which I don't know if we dropped the casting for for Atlan, but that was uh, Julian Julian Lewis Jones, um, who plays King Atlan, and so this is the first time we're seeing this person. Um, and I'd have to; it's not the same King Atlan from Aquaman. I guess they got someone else to play uh, him in that movie, but. Just a lot of cool stuff going on in this minute. Um, and this is something you and I talked about, Nate, um, off the air, is that in this minute, 
there's a lot of these gods doing this crazy magic stuff and like it's mm-hmm. so overpowered. But then they're fighting Darkseid in this minute, right? Mm-hmm. And they're doing the same exact thing to him. Shooting arrows, like Artemis is shooting arrows. Arrows that blow up a ship. Arrows that we saw earlier in this movie that, you know, that they used to send, you know, that whole hero beacon scene. And, like, it's hitting Darkseid as if it was just regular arrows. Like, that man is... Like, that's a... Just to put into context, like, just how powerful Darkseid is. It's incredible. Indomitable, I believe, was the word that we would use in hero clicks. It's the difference between (laughs) unstoppable and indomitable. Uh, This guy has both. Yeah. Snap. Why do I have a dark side? I don't have a dark side hero clicks. That is probably. That's probably a colossal type. I want to look that up. Will you. It's your. Do you want to take the time to look it up? What, uh, what? No, I don't want to take the time. But I do at one point. I'll I'll try to do it uh, secretly. But I do want to want to check out a dark side hero click and just see. I mean, there's got to be multiple of them. But I want to see. Uh, what's the best one? I made it a point to to. I'll look it up and you just tell me about you know any okay, notes I'll you t- have I'll, for this. Yeah, minute. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just so I want to brag a little bit about me and hero clicks i really enjoyed hero clicks especially mm-hmm. dc hero clicks i prided myself on having a very powerful team a team that could just wipe the floor unless you you if, most of the time if you took one person out my entire freaking lineup would just collapse but if i had everybody on the field doing their thing you stood no chance i made a point to have you know, some of the best Superman pieces that I could just put on the field. There was a Green Lantern that had barrier that was like constantly in use that you could just wall and wall and wall and just run up on people. It was great. Anyway, um, this minute of the movie, yeah, Darkseid is is a very formidable for, formidable formidable. Yeah, you're saying it, you're saying it correctly. You I'm, said it I'm, correctly. I'm trying to add another syllable into it. Please don't. <laughs> you said it correctly. <laughs> He's very three times. formidable. It's like your body can't allow you to say it correctly. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, can't. It's like no. Please add another syllable in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he takes the the Artemis arrows that we do see uh, blow up the ship. Um. But I don't think. Uh, yeah, I'm. I have to believe that they're that they're Artemis arrows because like regular human arrows are probably much smaller compared to the size of the being that he is. Um, now that there is a little bit of a see, I don't know how powerful this Green Lantern is because he takes a couple shots at Dark Side and he lands a couple shots on Dark Side and they're like really from my. Uh, in my opinion, they're like a bunch of like, just like tough shoves. Like he's just shoving them a couple times. Like, hey, he's pushing them, you know. Um, which I don't really know. I mean, obviously the lanterns, they 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 you know the willpower and everything like that. But uh, it's all a comic book, right? It's all stupid. Like if Hal Jordan creates a freight train and crashes into someone it has like the weight and everything of like the actual freight train Mm -hmm. right or is all light constructs just one uh constant force Mm -mm. that's a good question no it's no uh, it's it's 
it's what they imagine. It's what they imagine. Yeah. yeah. So if, even even John Stewart's minigun, he's shooting light bullets. Those are like actual real bullets. Yeah, but it's part of a construct. So he would. He has to. He has to think about the velocity and the speed of the bullet and everything, bullet drop and all that stuff. Yeah, he <laughs> has got to, to do it all. <laughs> hey, if you want to make a construct that's a minigun, you better know what a minigun looks like. I mean, they they got he's got to take it apart and know how to clean it and do everything and, and put it back together and all that stuff. And then think you know, about it. So think that, of like the mental fortitude you have to have because like, what if you're like, oh, I'm gonna construct a minigun? Then you start second guessing, like, well, how does a minigun fire? Like, how do I make it? And then. Now and then it jams, and your car mine. And now, what do you do now? And now your willpower is dropping because you can't seem to to mentally uh, stabilize yourself to construct this minigun. And then all of a sudden, you're you're dead because you your willpower is not enough. At least with Hal Jordan, he's like, "Don't talk to me. I'm stubborn enough to know what a minigun is." And so the ring is like, "Okay, yeah, I guess you do. So uh, I will I will make the minigun that you want." So I don't know. We anyone. It's willpower. This is why the Blue Lantern Corps is the best, because then you can just be like, I hope I know how to make a minigun, and then it makes a minigun for you. <laughs> and that's all you need. <laughs> um, I think that's how it works. I think that's how... I think that... Hey, you know what? In my mind, that's how it works. Can um, I tell you... Can I, can I entertain you a little bit about... 100%. The, probably absolutely. the most coveted dark side hero clicks on the market most of them go for two dollars you know around there yes this one from the dc justice league unlimited hero click set uh goes for about fifty dollars i've seen fifty two dollars i've seen fifty four dollars fifty seven um this is this is an insane uh hero clicks figure and for people who don't want to hear about hero clicks i'm sorry but we had to talk about this because it's kind of a broken uh zoom in how do you zoom in i can't i don't know i'm not over there by your computer nate um but this this dark side his his main feature he has three main features he has an omega beam a boom tube arrival and a cruel ruler of apocalypse attribute um and the biggest one being the the omega beam which it takes up half the card just to explain what he's allowed to do and because in hero clicks and in most strategy you know games tabletop games most board games they require line of sight meaning a direct straight line from one character to the opposing target because it's dark side and he has omega beams you roll 2d6 and you basically plot a course, both vertical and horizontal, to the target. Um, and then it's counted as a close attack. Uh, and then uh, I guess you can also remove blocking terrain if you wanted. You can block at least, you can remove at least one blocking terrain. So. For most normal tabletop games, even if we're not talking about hero clicks, this is a completely broken thing because you could be like, yeah, line of sight does not apply to this character because he has Omega Beams. It's a wild card. Um, and then he also has Boom Tube Arrival, so he can teleport as well. So this is a $50 dark side hero. No, I think, he, I, think he, I think he destroys blocking terrain. 
But if he also hits a target with his Omega Beam, it's counted as a close attack. Yeah. Regardless of adjacency. This is wild. And he also looks really cool, just saying. Yeah, he so, looks great. So, he's got like um he's got um um It's from um, the animated series, right? Yeah, what the hell's his name? Uh, Orion's like shoulder mm-hmm. um thing on him. That's really cool. Yeah. What a crazy uh crazy figure there. Anyways, um there. I've entertained your Um yeah, and he like heals himself. It's it's really insane. He he reduces penetrating damage. That's like you have to be like a obviously you have to be a heavy hitter to do any sort of damage to this to this figure. Yeah, you'd have to get like um, that new fifty two Superman hero clicks. What's his point value? Oh, I don't know. I can't I can't see Me any either. any any more information. Um but I remember and this is probably probably gonna be my last note about the hero clicks thing. Uh, I remember Metron being the most coveted of yeah. the hero clicks. I, I I would watch tournaments of hero clicks and I would mm-hmm. see everyone had to have that one Metron because it was so and uh Void. Void was also because she had carry. Yeah. Or whatever. She had the carry ability and uh, just move your whole team into places and move them out. Metron had like some broken version of probability control. So it was like anytime anyone tried to do something, he could just make people re-roll and re-roll until he got the RNG that that he wanted uh, to to win the game, basically. So it was insane. Um, but yeah, it, it it's just so impressive, like watching this minute. And every time I think about like the Artemis arrows, how they explode a ship, how how Zeus is you know blowing away this this uh, battalion of parademons, and then even. Yalan Gur slicing through some of these parademons and then he, him he himself just not standing a chance against Darkseid. I think it gets overlooked. I think we just see it as like, oh yeah, you know, bad guy, CGI bad guy takes a couple hits and it's like, yeah, but they're also showing you in this very same minute like what those arrows and and lightning bolts do to just normal things and we're also talking about parademons that have no problem picking off regular humans and so if Mm -hmm. those things are are slicing through parademons like just fodder then by the time it gets to dark side it's like you see the artemis arrow you see it charging up you're seeing it hit dark side and like as soon as it hits into him it just like depowers and he pulls it out with no problem it's like there's something else going on with this dark side. He's a chosen champion at this point. There's something about him that's insane. It's 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 really entertaining to watch this guy. It's really interesting to hear like his grunting, his his uh, his voice acting come through mm-hmm. in this movie in this minute. Like I really do enjoy um just watching this dark side in yeah. battle. Like he is he's He's very entertaining as a character. So we didn't really even name the uh, the shocking moments or the jaw dropping moments, did we? We we just said that there were. Which um, one do you want to talk about first? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the the biggest one is uh, is the ring 
Yes. Am I skipping anything? No. Or is that like okay? No, I've so. talked. I've danced around all of it except for that part. Yeah, it's it's the ring. I guess that's the only thing that's uh, not only thing, but that's the biggest one. It's the biggest one right now in this minute. Is uh, Yellinger going up, uh, trying to blindside this guy by hitting him in the back with a little light beam, and uh, just gets just gets his shit rocked to be honest with you and it seems like it's uh very easy but again i think it's uh it's an underestimate underestimate under uh we're underestimating everything that's happening right now because it's parademons that just like run into him that kind of just knock him off um so i mean him trying to like focus on just like that one attack on dark side not paying attention to what's around him you know, throw a couple parademons at him and knock him off his game. One of that them. one parademon. There's two parademons. One of them like hits him with yeah, a damn left gonna, hook, dude. <laughs> he fucking not sorry. He knocks him. It's in the not jaw. that they just bump into him. It's like one of them does a, a flying like, Superman punch. Like he's in a, like a he knocks like him. a hockey goon out there. Yeah, it's straight up like. Boom! Like he <laughs> takes one, like the one parademon tackles him to like knock him back, and the other one comes in and just left hooks him. Damn, he gets that parademon. That's a that's a full contact punch too. They animated that guy punching him. Remember when I? Yeah, that that was definitely <laughs> mo capped or something. That parademon hitting him, and we've talked about this too. Some of these parademons in this movie deserve accolades, and. Sure, Darkseid kills Yalangur in this minute, but that parademon hit the off switch. He hit him right in the jaw. <laughs> Played a little chin music on. Look at Yalang when Yalangur gets on the ground. This man is he. Oh yeah, he's throw the he's damn shook. towel. Man, yeah, Darkseid looks really good in that shot right there, picking up that human. Uh, he saves that human's life. That's got to be an honor for that that human. Yo, I got. What are you talking about? This human that gets uh, he he tries to fight Darkseid himself. Uh, watch this. Look at him. That guy. Yeah. What a champ. Imagine that. You know, mm. I was choked out by Darkseid once. <laughs> what an honor. And then Yalanger saves him, and so he should be fine. But then this Maybe. parademon knocks drops him into lava. <laughs> Does he really? Okay, never mind. I don't know. It's like he no, falls he's still and. He's down, oh, is he? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, Yalangur gets his teeth knocked out by a parademon. Mm-hmm. And then Darkseid finishes him off. So it's, it knows to go for the hand. Yeah, he yeah he does. But obvi- that might just be knowledge of close combat fighting or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like he, he obviously sees that he's using that thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to just take your weapon away. Yeah, he's like, oh, no, you don't. I'm just going to cut that thing off or snap you know it's but it's also very safe to assume that he has probably done the same thing to many different green lanterns if he's already you know conquering worlds using the old ways i it's not like he can just run into a sector and just start conquering worlds and green lantern Corps just be like whoa okay hang on that is a very good question that is a very good question is it the first Green Lantern he's seen? Probably not. It shouldn't be the first one. It shouldn't be. That's the that's the key phrase. It shouldn't be the first one. Hmm. 
tempting, tempting, tempting to think about. Um, this Green Lantern ring, what happens in this minute does not exist in the other version. There is a Green Lantern ring Steppenwolf moment in the other version, but he just seems to watch it whiz by him and doesn't have this added detail that Darkseid has where he reaches for the ring. And that little detail blew my mind so much when I saw this movie with you guys. Like, that was such a big thing to think about. This Green Lantern ring, thinking about considering Darkseid to be to be to be worthy of the ring. It's it's one of those you know, it's it's the same thing with Marvel movies and, and Thor's hammer. It's just one of those things that you see these things and you go, Oh wow, that's that's incredible. Um They don't In two thousand seventeen. Is mm-hmm. Yalan Gurr in that movie? Yeah, but he is and he does die by Steppenwolf, but they don't have any close up shots of him. I don't even remember like there is what what was it like? Did he just fly up or something like that in the background? He or... f- he flew across the sky and he was like doing some hammer swings. He had like a hammer construct. Yeah. And then Yeah. It was just Peter Ray Bill or something. He, he and then he died. He, he yeah. Um and then the ring flew he dies, his hand doesn't get cut off. He just kind of dies. His hand falls to the ground. The ring comes off. Steppenwolf looks at the ring. It doesn't try to reach for it. It just kind of whizzes by him and then flies off into space. Yeah, like he's like under, like he's, like, it, honestly, that was like, it seemed like that was the first time Steppenwolf had seen a lantern ring because he was like trying to understand like, what is this thing? And it just, zoop. Yeah. And he watches it go and it's just like, oh, okay, whatever the hell that it was. It seemed more like to us that we were just, he was looking at it like we would look at it going, oh. It's on its way to choose someone else now. Whereas here, the ring is like, do you want to be the next one? And Darkseid's like, yes, yes, I would. Um, and just that extra detail, just it completely changes. It completely changes it. And like that's, I guess that's the perfect analogy for this entire movie where people are like, it's a totally different movie. Scenes like this, where it's like, this scene was also in 2017, but different. Totally different scene. Totally different moment. Like, yes, there's a bad guy who kills a Green Lantern in both movies. But here, it's so much better. And it's... I I don't know. I don't know why anyone would have wanted to change it in the first place. This is what we wanted to see. I mean, this is not even just like we wanted to see. This is something that we... Uh, it's it's something that as a fan I needed to see this mm-hmm. I needed to see a dark side something in live action that is connected to a greater universe I get it so many so often in comic books and so often in the animated stuff like it's just it's played out now to me where it's just like okay you need the big bad guy you throw in dark side mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. but when you when you centralize it into a shared universe of live action movies and you have it as this overarching villain that is you know known galaxy wide it's big 
it's massive and it it makes it, it it makes it better when they even add things like you know when these same guys from a different galaxy from a different universe that are these big bad monsters they mention like there's no kryptonian here it's like oh so you are aware of the things that are happening on this earth and you're way out there it's just so cool it's it's world building it's uh it's everything that i needed to see as a comic book fan as a dc comic book fan and we also have um the same Steppenwolf scenes, but with a different Steppenwolf design. And I think design also really lends itself to being, you know, an, an attractive scene because mm. Darkseid in this, in this whole history lesson, he looks good. He looks like a really good Darkseid, you know, effect. And we've seen the Amazon battle again with Steppenwolf and this time we've enjoyed it more, not only because it's a little bit more drawn out and it's a little bit more detailed, but the different Steppenwolf design makes it more of an attractive scene. And mm-hmm. watching this history lesson with the 2017 Steppenwolf, I don't care. But when, if, let's say this scene had Steppenwolf still in it, but it's this new Steppenwolf, I would be entertained. Be- Wait, why why isn't he here? Why isn't he a part of this uh attack? That's the that's the main question. I think th- this is before um this had to have been before. Before what? Because Steppenwolf is his uncle, so technically he would he would be higher. So like is Darkseid doing what Steppenwolf is essentially doing present day just doing the conquest just Yes. Going around, killing things in the world, looking for trouble. I think that... I mean, obviously, he's yeah. searching for the anti-life equation, but do you think he was doing that on his own... Like, it was his own quest. Like, okay, whoever he answers to, okay, Father, I'm going to go out and be the be the dark prince that I am and just, uh, you know, conquer conquer worlds and look for this magic. I think so. I think this is similar to... This would be similar to how I'm thinking about um, Maximus in in Gladiator, how he starts off as just like a a general in that war, and then beca- like is destined to become something greater. But he kind of goes through like this ringer of, "You're here to serve your your lineage." So I, I feel like Steppenwolf mm-hmm. is back home on Apocalypse probably sitting on a throne or maybe he's doing another invasion of another planet that would be kind of cool <clears throat> but yeah i think this is a this is a dark side who is not king yet quote unquote um he's just a conqueror but he's yeah. he's still lesser but he's getting there he's he should be more um but I like that. I like this dark side who has very little armor. Like he's not there yet. He's not ordained. He's not gilded. But he's there. Like he's just this. Um, I don't even want to say warlord. He's like this Achilles type. Yeah, he's just kind of like a. He's just a, he's this fighter of this. He's he's probably in command of this army. This is probably his army that he's going around conquering worlds and just. 
looking for magic. You know, yeah. he's he's looking for the Holy Grail. He's looking for Excalibur. He's just on a quest. Uh, maybe Goliath would probably be the a good analogy, as in David and Goliath. Like, you mean Dave from the Bible? Is it? Is this a joke? I don't know. Did yeah, I miss something? Yes, that's a, no, that's a joke. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that that's who I would think of, of this character. Like, he's not there yet. He has nothing, um, no accolades to his name yet. I mean, yeah, he does, but like the way he's representing himself here, so he's just this incredible, um, just god at this point it's it's so fascinating and see that's a, that's the other thing as well is you know we have no information to really go on as to what dark side is at this point so it'd be cool to, to find that kind of stuff out later um but that's pretty much it for this one I, I i know we have more to talk about um tomorrow but is there anything else that we're missing here because this this is all just a real spectacle at this point this minute right here um, mm-hmm. and just watching it over and over with you, I just get lost in it. I get lost just yeah. looking at it. Um, this is one of the prettiest minutes of this entire movie. And I remember this just being a jaw dropping moment. This was one of the first things we talked about when the movie was over. And I remember us taking a break at some point during the movie, the first time we watched it. And it was like, wow, he almost got that ring. That ring mm-hmm. almost chose him. It was such a cool moment, and it's stuff like that that I just wonder, like, why take that out? Like, you can still have your two-hour movie, but why change things like that? Why not just have Steppenwolf try to grab the ring as well? You still have that animation. Like, I don't know, man. Stuff baffles me. But it's cool. It's all, we have it now, and it's fantastic. So It's great. I love it. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today, but if you've enjoyed everything you've heard, uh, let us know. Find us on all social media at DCEU Minute, the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Join us on there to talk about today's minute. Tell us what you love about today's minute or any part of the movie, really. Just if you want to talk about any of the movies in the DC Cinematic Universe, you know, have at it. We'll love to talk to you about any and all of them so find us on there and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 65 of Zack Snyder's Justice League